going to have a conversation here um, with the freelance author out of Calgary who put together a piece for the National Post on the next step for Pierre Polyev. Now, there's no telling when the next federal election might be held, right? But with a minority government, it technically... Technically, it could happen at any time. Usual life expectancy for a minority government, somewhere in the neighborhood of a couple years, three years tops. Uh, We haven't even hit the year and a half mark yet. Um, In that time, though, as you know, the Conservatives once again switched leaders. Pierre Polyev uh, ran away with that contest. Even before he'd won, though, there were a lot of Conservatives during the campaign um, saying, you know, he's going to need to find a way to win over Canadians who aren't already in that party. Right. Because they seem to really, really like what Polyev was saying, although a lot of new memberships were sold. But the party's lost three consecutive campaigns. They haven't posted a win in 12 years now. So has he had any success in attracting new people to the party? And what does he need to do to make sure he continues with that? So we're going to chat with Raheem Muhammad, a freelance writer based in Calgary. Raheem, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate you being here. Shay, thanks for having me. So let's just establish where we're starting from here. Where Where is Polyev? I mean, there's been some polling recently, Raheem. You've seen it. I've seen it. Um, he, he's in a bit of a, a tough spot, isn't he, once you get outside of the conservative base? Yeah, so among the general population, Polyev has the lowest favorability rating of any um, conservative party leader since Stephen Harper um, at this point into his tenure. Um, And he's lagging particularly behind among women. Um, So among Canadian women, uh, Justin Trudeau still holds about a two-to-one favorability edge over Polyev. Um, So if you think about that ubiquitous greater Toronto hockey mom, um, who's so important in general elections, um, that is not a good sign for Polyev. So your piece basically saying he's got to lighten up. He's got to lighten up a little bit, try a different approach, from the firebrand guy that really romped through the conservative leadership race. Tell us what you think he needs to do. Sure. So um, the piece ran under a different headline than I pitched. It happens. But actually, the focus was um, in Canada right now. Um, You're seeing, and I don't want to be doom and gloom, but I think we've hit a rough patch. Um, You're seeing a lot of worrying indicators um, looking at things like drug addictions and poisonings, looking at things like food bank usage, um, a lot of people are concerned with where the medical assistance and dying program mm-hmm. is. Yes. Um, and for whatever reason, um, there's been a lack of con- compassion or, or a lack of evident concern or urgency from the Trudeau government on these issues. Um, so you generally think of progressives being better on issues that involve compassion, conservatives being better on issues that involve, you know, kind of high politics, defense, sure. economic growth, et cetera. Um, but it looks as though the tables have somewhat turned. And um, over the past few weeks, you have seen a more compassionate tone in Polyev's messaging. Um, and I think that, um, you know, he's going to have to continue with that if he wants to grow his brand uh, with, as you said, you know, Canadians who are not members of the Conservative Party of Canada. Uh, give us, I mean, I, I, I think, you know, when he was asked about um, the F. Trudeau signs, mm-hmm. is that what you're indicating? You know, he was a little more compassionate talking about the pain that Canadians are feeling? Yeah. Um, so he's talking about, you know, there's a lot of pain and suffering. And, you know, I think that's a very difficult point to argue with if you just look at the empirical trends. Um, that's not to say all of that stuff can be pinned on Justin Trudeau, um, but it does seem like there's a tone deafness um, with Trudeau and other members of the Trudeau government um, when it comes to, you know, just how badly Canadians are hurting right now. 
I mean, you're absolutely right. There's no shortage of avenues for attack if you're the conservatives. There hasn't been the last three times. They failed miserably in exploiting them, I think. Mm. But there's a long list of areas um, that if he has the right approach, he, there, there's really fertile ground there for him. Yeah. And another thing I would say is I feel like there's a lot that everyday conservatives still don't know about Polio's biography. Um, so, you know, over the past decade and change, um, he's kind of developed this reputation of an attack dog. But, I mean, if you look into his family history, if you look into his family life, um, there are a lot more sympathetic uh, elements of who Polyev is as a person. So he was adopted, um, as I'm sure you know, from a teen mother um, by two school teachers here in Calgary. Um, he has a compelling personal story through his spouse, who was a, a refugee from Venezuela. Um, so there's a lot about... Polyev's personal life uh, that I think would, you know, appeal to that GTA soccer mom, hockey mom, um, if he was better at communicating it. And the interesting thing here, Raheem, is that, you know, we, we part of the, the discussion and part of the criticism, and we know what happened with Aaron O'Toole, was, okay, mm. you need to try and expand, but you can't abandon the mm. base that got you there. What you're talking about, Pierre Polyev taking a look at doing, doesn't do that in any way. I mean, it, it fits perfectly what he's trying to do. Yeah, and, and I think there's a difference between moderation and compassion. Um, so I was talking about the comparison I used was George W. Bush. Um, nobody would call George W. Bush a moderate, um, but he managed to put a compassionate spin yes. um, on conservatism you know, through his own kind of rehabilitation story, through his own redemptive narrative. He um, used to have a drinking problem. Um, you know, it took him years to get his life together. Um, and also, he found a number of conservative solutions um, to things like K-12 education. Um, so No Child Left Behind was a good example. Um, and I think with Polyev, he's been talking a lot about a, a more conservative approach to drug addiction and rehabilitation, not just focusing on safe supply, um, but having more of a continuum between treatment and safe supply and, and, and prosecuting traffickers. Um, that's more the model we have in Alberta. Um, so as opposed to just mimicking liberal policies and making the conservative policies liberal light, um, trying to find distinctly conservative solutions to these issues uh, that differ meaningfully from what the liberals are offering and what the NDP is offering. So do you think it's, um, has there been discussion about this or is this just the next phase and now the recognition that I need to start focusing on the people who you know weren't part of that leadership race and just sort of trying to, to broaden that tent? I mean, is this the approach that we can expect more of, I guess? So, I mean, I wouldn't call myself an insider. I mean, I mean, I'm not privy, you know, to any of the conversations that are taking place within Polyev's inner circle. Um, but I do think, you know, since around Christmas time, he's been on the right track. And I think focusing more on... So I think the rhetorical shift I mentioned in the article needs to be going from Canada is broken to Canadians are hurting. Um, so at least showing a level of evident empathy um, for what a number of Canadians, what millions of Canadians are going through right now. I think that can really help Polyev break through with parts of the population he's had trouble connecting with thus far. Yeah, I think, I mean, even just last week, you know, speaking about um, suspected graves at residential schools and saying, mm -hmm. yeah, we're, we'll be fully in on that. I mean, he's definitely touching into some of the issues that I think we would more closely associate with the Liberal governments. I think you're right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and with the Liberals being Canada's, you know, natural governing party, um, they tend to attract people with elite pedigrees. Um, so you look at someone like Justin Trudeau, you know, being the son of, prime, of, of a prime minister, you know, rubbing elbows with celebrities and world leaders from his earliest days. That, that's nothing, you know, that someone like you and I 
Um, that's nothing that people like you and I can relate to. And I think Polyev um, has had a much more relatable set of life experiences, you know, yeah. as, as the child of two kind of working class um, Alberta teacher, uh, Calgary teachers, um, you know, with a bit of a messy family history. I think that's something that many more of us can relate to. And I think that's part of why there's a better ability you know, to genuinely connect, uh, you know, with people when it comes to issues like living paycheck to paycheck, um, when it comes to issues like not being able to access quality health care and the like. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, Raheem, interesting conversation. Thanks so much for joining us today. I appreciate you being here. Yeah, great to be on, Shay. Have a great day. Yeah, you too. That's Raheem Muhammad, who is a freelance writer based in Calgary. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. <laughs> and Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.